Hello and welcome to the 6++ Plus Show, a podcast for your wargaming and 40k needs. Hobby talk, tactics, tournament reports, lore and much more. We have it all. Please welcome your host for the evening, Tom. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, and vicious mercenary skyboarders to that 6++ show. I am your host, Tom. I was away last time out because I was granted compassionate leave by Chris because my life was a mess, uh, but it is all coming back together slowly now. Um, and I am delighted to be here and to be chatting 40k in the run-up to the biggest ever bit of 40k what has ever happened on this rainy island since the days of the Anglo-Saxons. Um, and the enormous 40k games that they used to play um, before <laughs> the Norman Conquest. That's science right there. Well, you know, those 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 events, tens of thousands, but uh, William the Conqueror put an end to that. Yep. Um, and we're only just starting to see green shoots of recovery now in 2022. That's how badly 40k was driven into the hills. Um, but I am joined today uh, by our dear leader, Chris. How are you doing, Chris? Very well, thank you. Yes, I have been... Good. Busy painting a giant tree for Sigma, still on the same tree as last time. But I've also very cool some 40k content being put out. You the, have, uh, you have. I'm going to do this really random thing here and plug our own stuff. Um, <laughs> so, oh, clever! Um, I like it. I like wanna, it. Want to watch uh, one of our other videos? Um, yeah, we're doing <laughs> primary where we go through each mission and talk about um, sort of how how you can go about projecting a score and r- roughly what scores you should be looking to score on the primary note. So I've been, been getting Very good nice. feedback. I've had over 100 subscribers in a week. Purely That's pretty cool. Of those videos. That's so very that's cool. Pretty cool. Um, and then I had an RTT on Sunday, um, brushed the cobwebs off with a very nice experience. And it did not Fantastic. go into plan. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll talk about that a bit when we're talking about... Um, um, like the planning and build up for the LGT, but yeah, yeah, um, I got to play some forty k against three nice opponent opponents, and what more could you want? So yeah, that's me. Yeah, excellent. Apparently, your primary um, your primary guide doesn't just recommend trying to play for all mis- all objectives all the time. So I can't endorse it because I like Rumor to be everywhere it, yeah, all the time. It's not, it's not <laughs> um, Tom's expectations. For, for, for better or for worse, it just doesn't. It's not manic enough for me, but I'm sure it is extremely useful, and I might benefit from from viewing it. Uh, but I'm not just joined by Chris. I'm also joined by our Death Guard veteran and mastermind, Stuart. How are you doing, Stuart? I'm <laughs> uh, really good, thank you. Um... Looking forward Excellent. to the weekend. Yes, it's going to be really, really good. Very, very excited for LGT. In fact, I, remember, I was actually thinking about this the other day, Stuart, because one of the first times you and I had a proper chin wag was at the last LGT. I remember, uh, I believe I bummed a cigarette off you outside on day two in the morning, and we had a proper natter about all sorts of things, and it was one of the first times that you and I got chatting. So um, very, very excited to be back again a year later. Um and so what we're going to do today is we're going to talk London Grand Tournament because I think it's a, it's quite a special event. And I think it's really nice to try and convey the character of it and why it's special, why we're going, um, why we're back again, having all been the year before. Um, but then we're going to talk about a little bit about what we're all trying to do in terms of what we're taking, what our sort of expectations are, where we see ourselves and the, the possible outcomes pathways for us in an event like this. And finally, I think we can go a bit abstract and just 
wildly speculate about who we think is going to win and why we think they're going to win um, and name check a bunch of people that always win stuff I guess and then find reasons <laughs> to attach uh, to that is always a sensible way of playing this um, so that's what we're going to do so what we're going to start with is is this this big magical event the LGT the London Grand Tournament as I've alluded to this year is going to be a particularly large one but it was very big last year as well and I guess I'll open it up to you you Stuart first and foremost what does what does the LGT mean to you what what do you think makes it special makes it stand out and why are you coming back again uh, this year after your after the previous outing um so my first uh, LGT was probably only the second 40k tournament I went to after coming back into mm. the hobby, really. Um, mm-hmm. Mostly because of geography, actually. Yeah. It seemed like a good idea <laughs> at the time. Um, and then re- I don't, not sure I completely realized what it was, what it was that I was getting myself into. And <laughs> um, my results showed, I think, on that particular occasion. <laughs> um, but I met some good people and like um, gave me an opportunity to, chat to some like-minded folk as we all like to do Mm -hmm. um and then obviously plague happened um and last year we all got back (laughs) on the horse really um, because it's been more than 12 months hasn't it because of the odd timing of things um and a lot of yeah and a lot has changed in 40k in that time so i think for any of us who are playing six eight 10 events in a year um it's uh it's kind of a a skill check really so where am i in respect Mm -hmm. to where i was this time 12 months ago and i think that's a a nice line in the sand to be able to work towards and to reflect back on as well so that's probably why my biggest motivation is to feel that i'm a better player than i was last lgt very nice. That's that's big expectation. That's uh, that's a nice a nice bar to set for yourself. Uh, but no, I agree. It's got the that bookend feeling, just... doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. more the play, more the play. No, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. No, yeah, we don't we, we don't set uh, outcome expectations on this show. That's not what we're about. No, 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 no. Uh, no, excellent. Yeah, I agree. It's got that kind of bookend feeling, doesn't it? Because it sits at the the end slash the start of the UKTC season, and um, being the great big national event that it is um, it's a really nice way to sort of track how things are and obviously it's, it's always interesting to see where the meta is and I feel like we're going into a much healthier meta this time than the one last year which I guess was sort of the tail end of what people call the Drakari summer uh, where the where the sort of Admech Orc Drakari n- nightmare uh, was was only just on its way out and certainly Chris and I were both there uh, fully exploiting that to the absolute max I think um, at the time how about you, Chris? What does the LGT mean to you? What do you think's sort of what what's what's to commend about it? To me, it's this um, beautiful fine line between glorious hope and just so much despair. Because you go to these events <laughs> and it's like a seven hundred. I mean, so I could, I've been going for the last three, maybe basically when I got into forty k and was joining yep. all the Facebook groups. That's when the LGT ran with like the terrain disaster where they had all the half straight mm. um, polystyrene blocks and seeing that nice. posted around, I was like, Oh, what's this? This is a Warhammer tournament. That's not very good. And then the next one was the first one in the valley. And that's the first one I went to. 
Um, can't even remember. Necrons. Took Necrons. Um, and I nice. went 2-3. Um, and then the year after was the one that happened last year because obviously COVID got in the way. And, you know, there was that hope. I'm taking Admech. There's this army which is you know, <laughs> really good at the moment. Who knows how far I can get? And then just the reality of what tournament <laughs> play can be hits and it's so matchup dependent. Oh, oh yeah. Up playing. So oh, I'm just of far superior to you. And having all these lofty dreams and visions of four one five zero, game one I played against some Greek ETC guy who went first with Sisters of Battle, blew up all my planes with his melters, and that was that. And then game three I played <laughs> against Eldari, and they had the Dark Reaper Tempest launchers, which could shoot. Oh yeah, you, you hit Brody running literally a kill admet list, right? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, the guy went first and blew up all my Rangers and Vanguard. And I was like, I don't know what to do now. They're the things that kill the enemy. And I don't understand how to play this army anymore. Um, so, yeah, so for me, yeah. I, although, so LDC is this really exciting opportunity. If you're into competitive 40K, you kind of have to go, really, I think, because um, oh, it's yeah. just like the biggest deal. It's just the, it's like the arena of um, the stadium tour of 40K. But for me, it's always being filled with disappointment. So, um, so that's why I'm going to keep going, because <laughs> eventually... And this year could be the year, guys. It won't it's be. Quite a line up. So that's the... What did you get? What have you got round one? What's your What's your pairing? Uh, I have Sisters of Battle. Two years in a row, baby. Sisters of Battle. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, it's an interesting one. As you, as you say, I think it it becomes the 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 event, doesn't it? Because it, because it's so big and because all the all the all of those what compete like to go to it. It does feel like a really a really important one to attend. I think the size of it for me, I really like because it's such a big event that pathways are just completely who knows because it's, it's why, just there's so many factions. Yeah, you I simply know. cannot know what you're going to so hit, how you're going to hit it, and I actually really like that. I like that there's a huge amount of luck in the pathways, but it also means that you're not, you know, it's like, oh, if I win two games, I absolutely will play Leviathan Tyranids. You don't have mm. to deal with that sort of that sort of inevitability, which is quite nice as well. I think that's quite exciting. Um, I had a very jammy for one at the last one where it was just a Drakari mirror was the deciding. I got absolutely wrecked by Abmech Planes and then had a couple of matchups which were, which were nice for Drakari at the time. And then in Drakari mirror went first and just put a big hole in the other Drakari guy before he could put a big hole in me and it was so it was a nice bit of luck on the 4-1 um, I'm less optimistic for my brave pain elves this time but we will talk about it uh, when we get to it because it's all I'm very much looking forward to be bringing Drakari back again a year later and revisiting it mm. excellent I mean I think I highly recommend it I thought in terms of the the attitude and the atmosphere and the players I played it was really nice it just had a yeah, really a lovely, nice still great event, yeah. vibe to it it's a really lovely crowd you actually there's a ton of people for whom they don't go to a ton of events and they're you know they're, they're making a trip up from somewhere and so there's a lot of players that are really excited and in a really in a really sort of really there to have a good time uh, but it there's it's also got every shark you can possibly think of in the in the pool as well somewhere so there are there's all sorts going on but so many players is that whether who you hit, what you hit, is anyone's guess, especially in the early rounds. I think also for a lot of people, it will be the only one of these of this size event in the UK that that most of us would choose to go to. And correct me, I'm not sure if, if yes, um, Beachhead is similar in that it's got so many different game systems also present at the same yes. time, um, yeah. which I feel gives it and it and with its bigger exposure. 
year in year out you know you're getting more um like the streaming tables up the top and it just it everything just is starting to gain more and more validity and um yes. more uh a bit more punch uh even from like yeah which companies are sponsoring it which te- which pl- uh, which companies are you know wanting to present stuff there and it's starting to feel like our nova um yes or it's getting cl- you know you're getting somewhere close to a uh well I'm I'm a child of um, the 80s, and I worked for Games Workshop for a couple <laughs> of years. And I remember going to the NEC in Birmingham as a Games Workshop staff member for Games Day. Oh yeah, yeah. and oh, those wow. were that was the event. It wasn't a tournament, but it, that was the thing. And you got to find out, you know, back before Games Workshop had Twitch and live streams and new releases every two days, you didn't know what was happening for the rest of the year unless you went to the NEC Birmingham. And I think that, um, you know, oh, wow. I think also I, I was drawn to that LGT feeling of, of almost feeling like it was getting some, like, a bit like a a gaming conference just as much as it was a tournament. Um, And I'd like to see that element of it continue to grow because I think that's just good for the hobby. No, I agree. I agree. And this is something I think with, with Zach and his events, you know, as, as they continue to gather steam and momentum, that's exactly the kinds of flourishes. I think he'll, he's looking to add certainly from having chatted to him at Unconquerables the last time he really wants to start. And we've got a new map pack. I guess the pageantry side. (laughs) Have we got a new map pack? It's different. What have we got? Different from last year. It's different. Oh, to the last time. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we've been playing these missions for flipping ever now. I'm, I'm <laughs> bored of them. I'm done with it. I'm, I'm, abs- I'm absolutely fed up with, oh, I'm going first. Oh, no. I need some new blood. I don't want to... I already know I'm going to go first on Abandoned Sanctuaries for game one. It's, it's inevitable. It's my destiny. It's my least favourite thing to do. Um, but we, we what we definitely do have is... Um, is a meta where there's a lot of different things in play and, and it doesn't feel like a foregone conclusion for what's going to be making it all the way up to the top. So that's very exciting too. And there's the slight difference in this year in as much as I think it's anyone who goes 5-0 and is playing off into the further rounds, which is exciting. It means it's not just about scoring hundreds, which is good because I can't do it with Jakari anymore, sadly. Um, so it's just about winning those winning those games and getting as high up as you can. Uh, and I guess for, for UKTC points and whatnot, it's the last chance to get a whack of points before the new season as well, which is nice. So what we'll do is we'll talk what you're taking, what you're thinking, what you're expecting, um, and any hopes and dreams or nightmares for your army. And we'll start with you, Chris. What are you taking to the LGT? I'm taking the Harlequins. Um, the Harlequins, so nice. They've been my project for the last few months. Been playing them in lots of tournaments. Got lots of games in with them. Been really enjoying them. They've completely warped how I think about Warhammer. And then when I when I have to play some of the army, I can't just move twenty two inches. It's not going to be a fun time. Yeah, um, that's the elf. The elf problem. It's, it gets so is, hard to go back once you've done it. Once you've done it. <laughs> yeah, that famous saying. Um, yeah, everything just feels so slow. <laughs> especially those votan no um so i um yeah i've been finding the list over and over and i've eventually arrived at this list which uh because i refuse to be running the eight star weavers eight nine troops in both don't have any more star weavers than um six so i've been like working around that um and 
I've been kind of just working on some like the minuter detail and it's quite hard to know what to do depending on those particular um, the missions and the terrain packs and those sorts of things. So I've ended up on a light battalion and patrol and I've got um, mm -hmm. the standard troop master who can go really far and doesn't really kill anything. Um, but you know, in the yeah, tuning, goes method, flying out whiffs and dies. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I've. I mean, I haven't played anything recently that he actually is good into. Last tournament, I played into Space Marines five times, and he's only AP one against Space Marines, so he doesn't kill anything. Yeah, they don't give a shit about him. Um, yeah. At the RTT, um, he did. He killed one destroyer. Um, yeah, he failed to kill the Grey Knight Apothecary. Yeah, he's just done nothing. But if I play Tyranids, he's going to go into those zone throats. Yeah, I was going to say, he is very good for tracking yeah. down Brainbow. That's, that's when he's an absolute dream. Can get a Neurothrope, get zone throats, get whatever. Just absolutely lamp those. Yeah. I hate those, and I am, I would wish I had someone who could run through walls to go get them. Yeah, That'd be really exactly. nice. Um, so very why, useful bit of tech for that. Why he's ignoring Invans for 25 points, just to try and... Yeah, ignore, lovely. Just to, so that is literally him. Um, other than that, three Shadow Seers is probably better these days. Well, two Shadow Seers, though, for my Psychic Second. Two, two's good. Yeah, two's yeah, nice. Still absolutely fine. Um, and then I've got nine units of troops. So this has been a thing mm -hmm. I've been thinking about a lot. I've got nine units of troops, seven of which have uh, one close combat weapon, which is for mortals on the charge, and then all four pistols, and two naked squads. I really thought mm -hmm. about dropping one of those yep. squads um, just to have you know, more close combat weapons on the different things. And mm. I've decided that actually in certain matchups, having those dud units to just fire out and screen um, from all the deep striking nastiness, yep. or just to go and try and steal an objective um, and those sorts of things, that's yep. probably more useful because, you know, um, close combat for Harlequins is crap. Um, it's Yeah, it's, it's underwhelming. Yep. After LGT, I will be making some slight changes and I'll probably will end up dropping one or two of those squads anyway, but for now it stays mm. i then got three units of two skyweaver bikes um they are literally there turn one turn two turn three go get me behind yeah, yeah. the lines it's all objective they do a little bit of shooting enough to be annoying um yeah and then six star weavers and then the final thing i've been having to think about is whether to take a death jester or a solitaire and i can see examples where both work well and it's just what's what should i go for i ran always take uh, both i <laughs> I ran the solitaire at um, Battlefield Birmingham, and he did nothing for five mm -hmm. games. I've run the Death Jester now, <laughs> the dream, for a few, quite a few games, and again, that's not really done anything. Um, but mm. more, just having those mortal wounds, just as a little biting point, makes your opponent think about their characters. Yeah. Into the Eldari matchup, oh, which of your um, which of your um, Farseers has got Doom or Quicken to try and get yeah, back yeah, to do yeah. your Warp Ritual, for example? Pop, mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah, so he's great. Kind of just in there for that sort of thing. Um, the Solitaire is quite nice because it helps you if you turn one or turn two behind enemy lines because you can blitz him, mm -hmm. just try and kill something. In But an AP3 is quite nice, but again, he just doesn't really kill much. So... Um, yeah, that's me. That's my list. I've practiced it a lot. I know the army well. I haven't played a huge amount recently on the UKTC terrain, but I know it pretty well now. And um, I am going yeah, to. I think you're quite, you're quite suited. 
because you can make yeah. up the distance between the different the different exactly. terrain on there I've quite nicely. Coasts, and I haven't played many. Yeah, that's it. There's lot. There's lots there. of staging options. So that's quite nice. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'll probably get the terrain. Oh, very out. nice. And in terms in terms of what you what would you say your expectations are? Where are you Where are you feeling you are in terms of the overall meta and your scope for an event like this? Because obviously, Harlequins are a strong army, but obviously it's, they are not without counters. Um, yeah, Harlequins are it's a big old army. crowd. With a sixty percent win rate, the interesting thing is you hear like this sixty percent win rate. That's just going three and two at a tournament. Like it's, it's yeah, it's yeah, yeah for sure. That. That's the matter. It's just going three and two at a tournament, which I would always realistically expect to do. Um, so <laughs> I've spent a lot of my time playing into the bad matchups recently. Um, so I've and they've That's I've very been sensible. It's close games. Um, so I know that Blood Angels is hard work, and I know it's going to be a really, really close game. It so is. Blood Angels loads. I've just found out recently that Grey Knights are hard because uh, they're also quite good at killing with all their shooting <laughs> and um, mortal yeah. wounds. Um, I know Knights are miserable because I just can't kill them. Um, mm. And I imagine Thousand Suns would also be quite tricky. Um, so, yeah, there are quite a few armies I haven't had experience to. I know I can run Nids reasonably averagely close like kind of depending on the player i've beaten nids i've lost to nids i know necrons is very much a 50 50 game um and there are a lot of mm. necrons there um there are I, most populous aren't they i've splattered chaos space marines i've also been splattered by chaos space marines <laughs> um so i've yeah i think like going in i know for a while that there are going to be some games where i'm really going to struggle in and then there's going to be some games where actually if I play really well, I have a lot of shots at. And so for me, it's just trying to do yeah. the right things. And um, and what I think what I think Stuart said in our chat, which I agree with, is that you whatever happens, you've got a list there that's going to score great, right? Harlequins yeah. score great. You've got good secondaries. You've got loads of obsec for the primary. You've got lots of reach. So, and so you're always going to be in games, and especially with the speed and punch that you've got. If opponents make mistakes, you can you can punish it really, really, really heavily. So it's it's a I think it's a really nice army to have going into a context like this. Even even though you know there are, as you say there are there are some armies that are definitely really hard work for Harlequins now, um, and it will it will very much depend what you run into and where you run onto it. But I think it's it's an army where you can you're always going to have something to do, something to say, which is exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And- you know, a lot of armies go to these events hoping that their opponents give away secondaries. Um, I can literally rock up to my table and I know my two secondaries and I have to make a decision on my third, depending on if they have denies or not. Yeah. And having that security, yeah, uh, knowing exactly. what my mission plan is, doesn't matter what your army is, I'm going to try and do the same thing. It's just whether I can stop you killing me quickly enough. That is my tactics, basically. Yeah. For most, how can I try and not die? No, exactly. So nice to have that in the back yeah exactly and it, it requires a real really creative response from the opponent in a lot of ways to deal with that um you know the problem that presents and so yeah no I, I think it's really exciting i'm looking forward to it do you would you say have any goals what goals do you have um so i think as long as i finish each game and i don't feel like i've made any stupid mistakes that have cost me games when i went away from <laughs> battlefield birmingham I lost two games because I felt like I made silly mistakes in those games, which I lost by just a few points. Um, so that would be one goal. 
and to try and utilize my shadow seers better at the moment they're just if they're not casting weave veil they're just doing some mortal wounds and screening out the opponents actually to try and use them mm. um to like be near my troops and my bikes for the minus one to wound or like it's the minus one like to wound one. Yeah. And I just forget about it. I'm like, right, that doesn't matter anymore. That thing's out there, it's going to die. Well, actually, you know what? Sometimes they might actually have been quite helpful. Um, so play that um, that aspect a bit better, I think, and just really layering up. Have it each time I move, thinking, right, they're going to do this. So I know who I'm going to run away with, with the light stratagem. Um, sometimes I'm like, oh, who do mm. I run away with? I didn't have a plan for this. Um, so I think just trying to work around that just have play better holistically i think then i'll be happy um and if i've run into knights three nice. times yeah and um i you know <laughs> so be it so be it, it could quite easily happen. absolutely and it could happen there'll be tons of knights there it could happen but we'll see wonderful well no I've, I've got i've got a good feeling about it i think i think it's a in a in a field that wide i think what that's, that's exactly what i was saying earlier on you you actually can put a run together here where you're not just going to immediately run into one of the things that keeps Harlequins off off top places at events at times, you know. So I think you, it's just about what you happen to hit in the pathway. So fingers crossed. I'd love to see a good old a good old showing for the for the Harlequins nice. and for this, this this refined list. Yes, absolutely. And Stuart, you're running you're running something quite unique. You've ta- you've brought something quite unusual to the party this time. It's not something that you see out and about in the wild very often. Do you want to tell us what no, you've got? No, it's interesting, but um, oddly, <laughs> um, the this particular army of renown did very well at the last LGT, um, which was a little bit of an inspiration and also um, two data slates ago, the changes that came into place kind of got me thinking about this so so this year um for my this will be my third tournament running it uh i'm going to be taking the army of renowned terminus est Mm -hmm. uh for death god yes so typhus and the boys so typhus and the boys so it's um (laughs) slightly changed to how i first ran it um pre pre-may data slate mm-hmm. um i get a lot more stuff now since the points got reverted <laughs> back get, to the way they were yeah. um <laughs> and a lot of other people are getting a lot less stuff if i compare myself to playing against they tyranids in may uh and playing against tyranids <laughs> now it's you know very different and i think the first time i was on the channel or on the podcast talking about that you know it was just right at the the start of well what's armor of contempt going to do and for me yes yeah the the armor of contempt salute like the armor of contempt problem um that death guard cause is also a problem that death guard have because we're still going to run yes. into power armor we've still got to kill it um <laughs> yeah. so i've gone away from volkites and plague burst crawlers and the moa drones as much as i love that build and there will be someone that will do really well with Plague Marine Spam. Um, oh, yeah. I'm going the other way. So I'm taking Typhus. He's my Warlord. He gets all of his gubbins. He's taking two of the spells from the um, Festus Discipline that we get access to. So one of them is I can reduce AP by two. 
So you'll you'll see a theme here. Everything's super Ooh. defensive. So I can choose a unit and their AP yeah. goes down by two. I played Abaddon last night and he took three round two rounds of combat just to kill eight terminators because all of a sudden his sword was just ap2 and i'm getting three up saves against him that's really um fun. it makes it makes a big difference <laughs> um so it's ap2 down to ap1 makes a huge difference so the, the blight lords mm. stick around so he's got that and then he's got another spell which you'll oh, hate tom goodness. which is uh 18 inches and the unit <laughs> cannot advance it can't advance and it can't charge anything that's more than six inches away from it um so i'll go look Don't after big units of grotesques and point at them <laughs> oh, oh, no. no does it work on vehicles pass <laughs> i'm not sure i need to check i don't think so 18 inch aura did you say you no it's an 18 inch range it. spell and that you've got to have line of sight um yeah. there are better ways of janking it up because but i'm not taking them but there is a way of increasing the range of that by six inches but not on typhus so that's him and he does a few other things and he spills mortal wounds yeah. out around the place and makes people better and gives reroll ones and is generally okay for his points uh then i've got I, a play I cast love typhus. Who, i love he's typhus. cool he's cool and i love the yeah i like being able to bring a list that i feel is strong and is clearly on a theme um just it, it oh, tickles definitely. both parts of the your warhammer yeah uh, psyche um so then there's a caster exactly. who has the minus one to hit miasma of pestilence and plus one strength and toughness um which is offensive and Classic. defensive so super defensive everywhere i've not taken any of the mortal wound spells it's all about keeping things alive for as long as possible um yeah. it's then 75 pox walkers in four units 20 20 20 and 15 um Love and the big the big change and what i've been doing for the last two weeks in terms of painting is two completely kitted out units of plague marines so the champion oh, has a fist and a plasma gun uh, two more plasma guns, two blight launchers, two great cleavers, two flails, and an icon. Uh, just literally all the tools for free. And it's just like, okay, fine. If you're going to let me do it, I'll do it. Um, Absolutely. It's, yeah. It's like 90 points of free gear, effectively. Um, <laughs> so they're good, and they do a lot more work than people give them credit for. Oh, they really um, do. Yeah. And then elite choices is the rest of the army. So I've got three elite characters, which everyone will come to expect. So the foul blightspawn for the fight last and the don't count as charging aura. Um, I've got the biologist putrefier that gives um, access to, he's got arch contaminator. So full rerun rolls to wound. He can select one unit and give them sixes to wound immortals. He makes all my grenades yeah, damage too. Nice. Um, it's just, yeah, he's just a really good force multiplier. And then the tally man for CP. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah really and that good. keeps everything alive. And then the, the hammers slash the hammer and the anvil really. So is 10 blight Lords yeah. that waddle up to the middle and just die as slowly as possible. And then six yeah. death shroud with the uh, reaper, um, damage three oh, hitting lovely. on twos, AP three damage three. He, he rips stuff and if anyone's watched the channel and they've seen the the um the shortened format bat rep that i i was lucky enough to do with paul um he probably killed nine deathwing knights on his own that one guy so he just does loads of work the rest of the legend. unit just died 
but him on his own yeah, just yeah. sit there and kill stuff. Um, so, one. yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just about, it's all about the primary playing back onto, you know, Chris's most recent little venture in videos and stuff. Mm. It's just how can I, how can I get someone to score 30 on the primary and how can I make sure I score 45? Because if I can do that, I'm effectively yeah. getting a free secondary. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and no, more, I can imagine it's a list. And the more often I can do it, the more really, fun I really win really choke, games. Choke out. Mm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, no, and the, it's, I mean, the thing it's I've so had to obsec, learn, isn't it? It's all obsec. <laughs> yeah, it's 163 obsec wounds. <laughs> every every poxwalker unit. <laughs> so once per game, every poxwalker unit can regenerate up to seven. Every time a poxwalker yeah. unit kills an infantry model, as long as they're below full strength, I can regenerate a model. And for three CP, yeah. I can bring 20 back. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's 180 offset wounds in. Well, it's, it's 200, roughly 200 offset wounds. Over the, course, over the has, course of a game, it's I've, a lot. I've got a 30. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot more so, than 30. Yeah, you're asking, it's just a skew. You're just asking massive questions yeah, of, course, of course. someone's okay. stat stat line. Have you got enough? Yeah, yeah. And if you do, I'm in trouble. And if you don't, it's also a super, it's a super thematic skew. That's what I like about it. Like it's an army of renown that that pushes you in a in, in a very sort of. I mean, I remember one of the one of the white dwarfs I first had had that whole typhus shambling around with his zombies. I think during sort of um, the sort of one of the Cadia campaigns they did, and I remember reading some of the, the bits about that. And it's, it's it stays with you that kind of that image of the Death Guard with their zombies kicking around. And yeah, as you great. say, it's, it's going to be. I'm fascinated because I'm not sure how many things can deal with it right yeah. now. So there's Have not many things building for it. Uh, yes, I lost one game with it. Okay. Okay. So uh, it can Space be Wolves, defeated. Interestingly. Space Wolves. Um, interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we both talked about it after, and it was very mission. And I probably picked the wrong secondaries, but um, mm. I learned mm. a lot. And you, I think you, yes. you learn way more from losing. Oh. Um, oh, always, always. So, so that was good. But you know, that was a run out at the Hearts GT. Um, shout yeah, out! Yeah, that was that was you get you get in your eye. Those guys, wasn't it? Master, you still did very well. Yeah, the Toys and Mass Destruction guys did a really good job, and um, you know, we see a lot of them. And yeah, I managed to come yes, forth there. So I know that it can, mm. I know that it can pack a punch in a good crowd. So I just hope that oh, definitely. same with what Chris was saying. If my last LGT, I did way better than I was expecting almost entirely due to matchups. Um, yeah. uh, although I did play, um, you know, iron hands, nastiness game one and then Drakari game two. So I kind of had to mm. earn it, but still, Oh yeah. um, and my first game was Danny, who I hadn't met before. Uh, and then it was only afterwards that someone told me, oh, by the way, that guy's kind of good. So, um, <laughs> and he's playing Brody first game, uh, LGT. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the two of them are going to have a right rip snorter and someone's going to be really miffed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I think, um, I just think that so many people are taking high high yield weaponry ap3 ap4 mm. and plugging loads of oh, points yeah. into being able to kill 
Space Marines and Terminators and stuff, that yeah. that many Poxwalkers people aren't not building for as much. And I don't know if Manny's no, right. broken that and he, everyone's going to be on to me now, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll see as i say i think that there are, there are some parallels with the with the racks list as you say and as much as it, it it completely offsets the types of weapon profiles people are investing in and all and the points being spent and just just sort of throws that under the bus by saying well what if it's a completely different challenge yeah um terminus also, i love that the, it's got such a techy little discipline though those spells are all really 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 janky there's some really lovely tools in there as well and it combining that with the normal death guard ones which are always good opens up some interesting stuff for you and um i love that typhus is in the list as well because typhus is a baller and i think you'll have fun with him sprinkling some mortals around as he does but yeah i, I yeah, just it's, couldn't it's justify such, such the, one. just couldn't justify demon prince and i think the reroll ones is no. really helpful so it kind of effectively he's yeah. just a slightly expensive caster that then runs around but mm. he can still deep strike and he can still do does stuff he, with my get, other terminators does, and, yeah does he get the zombies up strength still or has he lost that yeah, yeah. Still do that? so he makes them strength so that four. makes them strength Strength four, okay, okay. Yeah, it's not negligible. Not, uh, not. I was wondering if it got to strength five because that'd be very useful. With but uh, uh, four, four is obviously still good. You, you need to cast um, putrescent vitality to get them to tough, uh, strength five, ah, toughness five. That's what, that's what you do. That's what you do. Um, nice. But it's quite and an imposing har- harbingers issue. Yeah, harbingers for zombies. You can get full re- rerolls to hit as well, can't you? There's, there's nice strats for doing the mortals and rerolls and and whatnot. Yes, last night I did my I did fifteen, fifteen mortals with twenty poxwalkers to my uh, to That's the shock of my opponent uh, <laughs> as five as five possessed melted. Yeah. That's the dream. That's mm. what they're about. I say, Harbinger's Poxwalkers are no joke. Um, that, oh, I, I'm excited. I think it'll be. I think it could do really well. I th- I'm in. I'm in, intrigued. I'm, I don't want to jinx it because obviously you never know what you'll hit. But yeah. I think it's it's an interesting list that yeah. is not going to be one people have planned for. They're just not going to be not going to be ready for it. I know I'm not ready for it, so <laughs> I'm going to stay away from it. Uh, <laughs> if I if I can, um, wonderful. Okay, and then I am on the Jakari um, for for my my LGT run, and I was very keen. I've been I've been away for a few weeks, and I've not had a lot of time to think about forty k. I have been dabbling in Unari, and I think there's some wonderful stuff in Unari. But for LGT with a crowd and a field that big, I was like, I'm just going to fall back on something I know very well, um, something that bullies certain matchups, um, and something which when I'm playing it, I always I always have at least a good enough baseline knowledge of what I'm using to, to make life difficult and, and scrap for results. Um, which I think with the Inari was slightly different. Cause when you're still learning an army, you don't quite have that same capacity to, to dig deep. Um, and I have gone a lot of my usual favorite stuff. So grotesque incubi, I've been really enjoying triple incubi. So three squads of five with Drazar, um, fight last Archon. And the tech is um, more or less a shameless homage slash theft um, of a custom cult that I saw Julio running. Um, Julio, who's top Drakari player in the UK oh. at the Unconquerors event, was running a, a, a custom witch cult called Berserk Fugue, which I've not seen before. And I had a look at it and was like, what does it do? And Berserk Fugue is exploding sixes in combat. 
which is very nice on witches. Um, but it's also a five-up shrug against mortal wounds, which in the field that we have, it's quite nice. Cause it just helps witches stick around a little bit longer if anyone's trying to smite mm. their way out of trouble with witches. Oh. It just means they stick about that little bit longer than they otherwise would. So things like Nids or Craftworlds or Harlequins can't just cut, carve through them straight away with the mortal wound, which is quite nice. So I've got a succubus with precision blows, and that's where the exploding sixes is really funny because obviously she's the mortal wounds on sixes, so it, it literally just ramps her up to to eleven, which is very enjoyable. And then some blood brides and a big stack of hellions. I haven't used hellions in a while, but I think I always know on the LGT style boards when you've got that nice, great big ruin on one side, ten hellions hide in that really happily, and they mm-hmm. just wait for their moment because eventually something comes along that uh, 10 hellions can have a word with so i'm i'm fairly happy with the list i've got some racks in support and some cabalites it's less stuff oh a a couple of raiders and the venom it's less stuff than it used to be um for jacari as you'd expect they've had some nerfs but it still hits really hard it can hide well on the boards and it's good at playing the basics of movement secondaries action secondaries um and i'm I like Take Them Alive as a secondary for Jakari these days, the, the melee kills and, and character kills in melee. It doesn't work in every matchup, but it, it's enough that you can usually be keeping score, but you're going to have to win on the primary. It's, I think that's the way Jakari are now. You have to win on the primary because you're not quite going to get there on, on the secondary. Yeah, and, I th- the and that doubles up though, doesn't it? Because if, yeah. if your opponent is trying to be savvy and trying to deny you that secondary, it normally means that they're sacrificing something of their own normal play, yeah. which often is yeah. primary. And, um, you know, if someone yeah. isn't reaching out for that third point every turn, then eventually you're going to take them down to being only on one. And that's yeah. that's the swing. At, at what point can you yeah. get them on a one? And I, I know you said about, oh, I don't want to go first. But actually, <laughs> the joy of going first is that you get to sit and lie and wait, score your eight, on turn yes. one, on turn two, and have a chance to take them onto a four yeah. on their turn two, and and already be in the lead, and now you're dictating the speed of the game, and that's what you love, you and the Drakari both love to do. So, um, yeah, it's true. I'm doing myself down. I've, I want people in a false sense of security. But no, it's definitely right. Well, yeah, and you've also a, got to remember since the, the last LG, LG, since the last LGT, we've gained an additional two um, medium. L ruins we have on we these have. boards which is huge yeah, for your stuff difference. huge for really huge, huge for, for your stuff yeah. uh, all those little all those five mans mm. that tuck into that corner and you can't yeah. get angles on them and then they advance and charge a third of the board and then eat your face it's, you know yeah it's not fun both of you so no, and, no. and I'm <laughs> you know and I and I'm fully aware of it because I'm never the army that gets to dictate the charges. I just get to stand and yes. put my pitchforks down and tell you where we're going to fight. But I, I'm never going to tell you where. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. So yeah, it'd be. In- I, I, I think. Um, yeah, I think yeah. you, you can take a lot of confidence. I think it's, it's it's still very good into a lot of different things. I think the melee game is. Or certainly in my head, the melee game is very defined by things like Creations of Bile at the moment, which I think are so so world-ending in, in combat for a glass cannon army that wants to fight in combat. It's very hard to get around that. But even with that, I think, certainly with this list, what I've tried to do is I was like, I just want, I want like 10 
trading pieces worth of melee because barless don't have that many right you know, event, eventually barless run out of stuff so if, if, even if i'm getting killed when i kill you if i can manage to trade up every time i'm getting killed i can still just about chew my way through and hopefully have a few bits of cheap stuff left to do the mission but we'll see i think bile is a really really hard matchup for this i think you've got um, i think with the fight on death stuff the the learning that i had was that one on one one unit on one unit it feels horrible but yes. if you can get them to deploy long and have to spread out yeah. and then you can charge two ends of one unit, you can actually yes. end up with models not getting to attack even if they die. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's at the moment, good. that's one of the only ways round it I've found. I've got, I've got a trick with the pox walkers that I can do um, that I can charge them in put four of them into engagement range within half an inch and then the rest of the unit within half an inch of them and then when I do my strat to kill myself I remove the ones that are in engagement range and then when they fight on death they've got no one to fight um, that's, that's really the fun. only thing I've got that's in my arsenal to get around it but I've got to have charged them mm. for that to work or I've got to interrupt and yes. that's like not worth it so but yeah the fight on no, death is really... oppressive it's but, tricky um, it is tricky. Yeah, I think I think I think that's where the grow tests for me are quite nice because they can cuddle up to something mm. and do the basing and then something more precise, let's say a very heavy damage dealing succubus who dances away after she's fought can do yeah, can perfect. do the killing and then the grow tests are like, Well, you can slap us with damage too. We like being slapped with damage too, that's what we're here for. So it'll yeah, be yeah. I'm really interested to see how it gets on. I've thought a lot about demons as well. I think obviously I love the chaos books, so I've read and list and, and looked through the chaos books. I've been writing lists for myself for my own entertainment. And so I've thought about those matchups a lot, and I'm really, I'm really up for some proper Drakari versus Chaos Barneys, and that's what I'd hope to <laughs> hit in the event. But we'll see. Could, could be anything. I think it's that's why I was keen to go on Drakari because I know in a matter that wide could be anything. And there's what lots have you of got matches game I really one? enjoy. I've got Light Harlequins, which is not my favourite, oh, okay. uh, but it's an interesting one on abandoned sanctuaries. It's not the dream mission for Harlequins because Harlequins do have to come a bit closer, perhaps. Um, in order to score all their lovely secondaries um, than they might necessarily like to. But we will see. Mission. It'll be really interesting. No. No, okay. it's not It's not a fun mission. And it's, it's good for me. <laughs> no, I'm loving exactly. it. Yeah, it's... I know, Death Guard. Death Guard love it. I don't mind it. I'm not a huge fan of it normally, but I don't mind it when I'm against something that doesn't really want to come to the centre. I think that's yeah, quite yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. In my uh, video, um, it <laughs> does uh, favour those people, who those armies who do just want to sit in the middle of the board because it's so short and you can just control so many. Yes. Charge from your yes. defensive positions. It's, yeah, Harlequins... I, we don't like that mission at all. My army yeah, doesn't need to cross the old, halfway into the old turn swing five. round. Mm. Yeah, super nice. Mine super does. nice. <laughs> Till turn five, maniac. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get to your turn one. Uh, yeah, I know they got. Yeah, we were going to get straight in. And so I guess that that we can branch out there. I mean, I think in terms of expectations, we're all running stuff we know very well. We all have lists that are, are sort of tailored into playing a particular way. But what do we think, thinking wider than just ourselves, what do we think in the current meta, in the current state of play, what sorts of armies and lists do we think could go all the way at LGT? What sorts of things might we be expecting to see? Um, well, I think with more data, you'll see there's like 60 Necrons. Um, like they make up a large amount of the field. There are a lot of Necrons. 
a lot of good players taking them and you know fundamentally we're at that stage now where there's a lot of close combat going on we've kind of taken a bit of a step away of that shooting aspect mm-hmm. although it'd be interesting to see if that comes back and people do lean more into shooting but there's a lot of nasty close combat stuff out there um but Necron's just i mean have they got the best secondaries in the game like i think they probably do have the best scoring potential in the game right now and at the end of the day if you score more points than your opponent you win so it doesn't really matter about the output um so yeah i would say that a Necron army, which is, you know, tailored to... I mean, you take the WTC, Liam Hackett won both the War Masters competition and won every single game at the WTC with Necron forces. Uh, a top player, those sorts of um, lists, it's just going to be really hard to shift um, just because they score so well um, and they mm. play the primary game so well. They're very good at knocking opponents off it. So um, my pick is going to be Alex Harrison because he's taking Necrons. He's got quite a shooty build, but he's obviously a very good player. Um, he's got a really mm. like, nice-looking Necron army. I think the fundamental question will be, like, if I think about the players I know and stars or lists that are out there, you, you take Manny, like no one else has taken that many racks. That is the ultimate stat check. I assume there are some armies out there that can chew through it quickly enough. Maybe he'll run into it. Um, you've got the chaos situation at the moment where you've got Creations of Bile and Emperor's Children. Uh, Creations of Bile, obviously, are going to kind of outkill most, pretty much all close combat armies out there. Um, and then you've got someone like Vic who's using his Emperor's Children. And he, he was saying him and David Gaylord there, um, who's running um, Tyranids they're very neck yeah. and neck so I think some of these the winner will be decided mm. on a particular pet matchup on a particular mission to be honest but I think generally if we're looking at the yeah. best no, I think so. Necrons is my opinion my call for who will be the best performing faction there mm. you wanted me to wade in sorry Oh, absolutely. Do wade in. So, uh, I um, I feel if we're going to see one faction dominate, I think it's most likely to be the Chaos Space Marines, only because okay, um, it it gives us it it has the opportunity to surprise still those that are, haven't repped yeah. against it a lot we're still at that we're still at an early enough stage since that codex dropped that i still don't entirely think the formula has been sorted for it i like vic's list i also like lewis's no, I, list I don't think so at all. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh lewis's list is a bit chunkier um mm. with the rune and the black mace and you know some big hammers um to do a load of a load of damage somewhere and these boards really suit um if you can take your pound of flesh with 10 mans mm. um yeah so i think although the necron thing is is there to be exactly that a point scoring list um i think the really the really good players are just going to find a way to chew through that well enough if they've if they've thought about it um 
So, but I do think uh, if we were to see a mirror in the final, for example, I think the most likely mirror wouldn't be a Necron mirror. I think it would be a Chaos Space Moon mirror right now. There we go. Yeah, that's a big call. That's a big call. I think I can definitely see the case for that. I think there are a lot of very scary players running Bile and or EC when you've got Vic Lewis and Dom all having a go at that. And it is it is with the nature of the event. It just depends if they... I think there's just a certain kind of standoff, very heavy ranged output list that can stop Mm. things like bio getting to do what it wants to do that's where vix list is better because it's more flexible i think it can it can play i shoot as well if it wants to um in a way that bio doesn't um but i think i think you're right that there's no reason that can't go on a run and i think that's say the unfamiliarity is still very much there and also the thing with um bio in particular i don't know so much about infrastructure bio scores great like bio scores high yeah. so it, you know it wins it wins well it scores high it scores high whilst doing what it likes to do um, which is a really nice spot for an army to be in. That's yeah. why I, I still don't. I still feel like Tyranids can get deep at this event simply by dint of they can win the games. Um, yeah. Other than I think they can definitely than, win the games. They can definitely body off a lot of what's popular. Things like Necrons, things like Sisters. Yeah, maybe I don't know well enough the names of people in the top half. After you see it. I was and I was saying that maybe I don't know well enough those other Tyranid players. Really, I only I think of Tyranids and I think of one person in terms of in contention <laughs> to win an event like this. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know whether they they're probably uh, you know a really good way of of going three and two, pushing four and one right now. Mm. And it, I think it needs a little bit more for someone to five mm. and zero oh with Tyranids. Yeah. right now because I, I don't sure. feel they they mm. they score as well as they used to kill if that makes sense no they don't no um, for sure yeah that makes plenty of sense and I think uh, the other one I'd be watching on that basis is Imperial Knights as well because I feel like Imperial Knights mm. can still go deep with the right matchups and I know we've got a few um, Knights players there who are, are very very solid players and they are again an army that picks stuff up nicely and scores very well doing it yeah well you got Jay is Jay is Jay coming Jay's there Andrew Bourbon's there and I think Mike Duff is on nights Um, obviously never bet against Jay to make trouble for someone no Um, and and again he falls into that category of someone that's been playing the same faction Um, yes Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. It really does. The only I don't, I don't know where things like Tau, and indeed my my beloved Eldar are at. I don't doesn't look like there's anything. I haven't seen any sort of big names on on anything. Any of those? Obviously, we've got Carl Grundy repping Tau. I imagine as he always is. Oh, we lost Stuart gone. briefly. He's back. Yeah, he's back again. Back again. Oh. But yeah, there's a few. I think a few of the meta bullies of a few months ago that that aren't at all in the mix in the same way. I guess mm. the other one is can, can, can something like blood, can something like blood angels or sisters that can score very well, but perhaps don't like some of these matchups again with the right run. 
I think either of those scores well enough and can can play well enough into some of their opponents to do do well. I think we could see a huge mix of factions in that five and O bracket, but I think it it then narrows very quickly at the top as yeah, to which yeah. ones could be playing on. That's Monday. when it suddenly becomes much more brutal. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I think it's it's got to be the the since this time last maybe last December where we were all really enthused about where 40k was but we were still missing some key factions to come back into 40k i think i think we've all got to feel pretty mm. happy to a point as to the the perceived balance that there yeah. now is um and i think you know i'd really mm-hmm. i'd really like to see the next data slate have as minimal amount of changes on it as possible it's probably a couple of little tweaks to some point scoring stuff but um i just don't i just don't really feel mm. like right now there's a, a boogeyman in the meta like there probably has been since night started you can all the way through yeah. it you can name one faction that's the oh god i don't want to be playing that i just don't feel we've got one of those right now for the first time in ages which is great <laughs> no if if only, only yeah, one was yeah, on that's true. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. Soon to appear. There's always um, the rocks. There's a paper of it all. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you're you're totally right. Yeah, yeah. No, that that's that's what I think, and that's what I like about OGT this year. Is it really feels like that rocks is mm. a paper element will be massive in terms of just what you hit when you hit, and that that ultimately 40k is too diverse a game to be balanced without yeah. some degree of that and wouldn't it controlling be, your meta and your matchups and and but when it's working yeah. well and wouldn't that's it be just it lovely to be in a situation where you could crown someone the winner of an event like this and for everyone to be really pleased with praising them for their player skill and not just their ability to write a list and have all the right models not not uh, taking anything 100%. away from any previous winners but you know Last year's LGT final was unfortunately the most disappointing game at the whole tournament. <laughs> you know, and I was, and I, you know, I was lucky enough to be allowed to go up onto one of those tables and live stream at the last LGT. And you know, you look at some of the people around and some yeah, of the great armies and games poorly. that were probably yeah. played over that hall for two days, and that final was everything that was wrong with 40k. Mm. Yeah, agreed. And that's again the other thing because yeah, it was such a first turn mm. shooting meta at that point at the very top. And again, we've got a combat meta that sort of has a, sh- a shooting meta living within it, and they're both kind of hoping <laughs> yeah. not to run into each other in different ways. It's it's yeah. it's, in, it's it's interesting, you know. They're both you both you've got gun armies who want to just outgun other gun armies. You've got melee armies who just want to out melee other melee armies, and they're yeah. just hoping to all get their nice little ducks in a row in terms of what they hit. And that's that's an exciting place to be, and we will we'll see some. It, as you say, it'll be cool for. It feels like a meta where we are. whatever wind is going to have had to have played its way through some some scary yeah. stuff, but it's not. There's no no army there that is just going to turn yes. up and win by dint of what it is, and that's that's very exciting. That's, that's a nice position to be in, I think. Um, awesome, right? Well, that takes us pretty pretty perfectly to an hour. I'm really excited for OGT. I think we've got a big team of six plus plus people going. So we're going to go out there and take some names. And we'll be back um, in the future to, mm. to tell you how we did. 
how we got oh on the tournament. We yeah. set ourselves and how up we, now. All of us together, all all won it and were crowned yeah. joint champions. Oh god, no! <laughs> Cut that! Bit. Cut that! Bit. <laughs> not not <laughs> a chance. But won't no, we have chance, fun doing? We'll see it. how we do. Anyway, um, we we have been. Uh, oh, we absolutely will. We're going to have a blast. Um, see you all next.